Welcome back in to Believe in the Wolfpack, and we are reaching DEFCON 1. The men's Wolfpack team lost 84-78 to to Virginia Tech this past Saturday. And I, listen, I get it. It's still only January. We got some time before the tournament and even the ACC tournament, but I don't know. I have my doubts on if this team can make the NCAA tournament. I don't know. It's not looking too good right now. They got a long road ahead of them. The no, they got a light schedule only as for right now. All right, let's map it out. Let's map, let's map it out right now. So as it stands, there's only two games left against the quad one teams, the best teams that, you know, you need to get the wins against. If you want to have, you know, you look at the schedule and say, oh, wow, they had an easy schedule, but they beat these good teams. We need to win those two quadrant one uh, games to, you know, have that be true, have that statement of easy schedule, but good wins be true. And as of right now, it, the, the only quad one games left are North Carolina, who's now third in the in the in the country, and Duke, who is twelfth. Clemson is close. Clemson is right there. I think Clemson is thirty fourth. So you got to be top thirty to be a quad one team. I'm pretty sure they're thirty fourth. Clemson's right there. If they can win a few more games, and then you know pop in there we can steal that win yeah it's a lower end quad one game but it still would be a quad one win if we were to win so those are the big games that we have to look forward to and we have to really kind of keep an eye on and I mean three out of the four are away which is going to be even tougher Clemson at Clemson at North Carolina since already lost to them at home and then Duke is the only one uh, that is a home game. Even then, Wake Forest is 42nd last I saw. So they're not too far off, too. They're quad two. They're a better you know, quad two team, close to quad one. But, I mean, if they can get up to that quad one game, that's still an away game. We That's still going to be a tough game to play going into Wake Forest. Yeah, we just beat them in a, <laughs> like I already mentioned in the last episode, very dramatic win. Um, I don't know if we can do that again, though. That's going to be a tough game. That's going to be a tough ask to do that again. And it's just, I don't know, a bunch of these teams like Virginia, Miami, Pitt, uh, Syracuse, I think is quad three, maybe four. Right now, NC State is sitting at, I think, 78th, 79th, 79th. That's not, not good. Not making the tournament with that. So you got to win those games. You got to win some big games. You, I think we're three and one, uh, in 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 a quad two quadrant two play against those teams. So we at least have that. But I mean, we just don't have a quad one win. Lost to Tennessee, lost to North Carolina, and I think those are the only yeah those are the only teams that we've played that are uh, quad one teams. So I don't know. It's not it's not looking too good right now, especially after the recent loss where it's like eh, just kind of got beat. It wasn't 
the score is closer than at least to me what it felt like. I don't know. I mean, 15 from Jaden Taylor's good, 16 from Horn, and 19 from Morsell. That's good. But, like, you got to win the game, and it's just the bench didn't contribute as much. I mean, Mo Diara still had six points, eight boards off the bench. Not bad. But I don't know. You just, you, the rest of the way, you got to be. A hundred percent. You got to be playing near perfect basketball uh, the rest of the way here. Now, again, if even if you lose some of these games, yeah, you still have the ACC tournament. But I'm hesitant to kind of talk about that because if you go zero and three, if you play Clemson, North Carolina, and Duke, even Wake Forest, let's throw in Wake Forest there because they're near quad one, they're quad two, whatever. Um, if you go zero and four in those games and you go into the ACC tournament, even if you make somewhat of a run, some noise in the ACC tournament, I don't see how, you know, the committee or whatever justifies putting us in the tournament, the actual NCAA tournament. I I don't see it because it's like, yeah, maybe they played well in the ACC tournament. Maybe they picked up three wins in, in the conference tournament, but, you can't beat the teams in the regular season. And even then, I'm assuming I'm assuming that we win the rest of these games. I'm only talking about uh, the four toughest games remaining with Wake Forest, Clemson, Duke, and North Carolina. I'm only talking about those games. Let's say we drop another game. Let's say we drop a game to Pitt, Miami. We lose the last game of the year to Pitt. Lose to Virginia uh, on Wednesday. Then it's like, all right, we don't have a chance. We don't have a chance. Yeah, right now, standings-wise, we're still, I think, third in the ACC? Third or fourth? But it's like, that doesn't matter because towards the end of the year is when it's really going to be like, oh, we're second. All right, we're still second in the ACC. But that's not going to matter. It may matter for, you know, the conference tournament. But even then, if you choke in the conference tournament or if you – even if you go on a run it, but then you can't beat Duke, Wake Forest, North Carolina, whoever, the committee's still going to say the same thing of, ah, they can't beat the good teams. What are we supposed to be impressed by an 87 to 53 win over Charleston Southern? That's just the first game I saw them on the schedule. So whatever. Um, no, they're not going to be impressed by that. And they're going to see and be like, oh, here's all the bad about NC State. Here's all their inefficiencies. Not going to look at any of the positives about, like I said in the last show, the three different centers, the different guard play, like everything that, you know, could be kind of used as a positive. You're not going to look at it that way because you're going to think of it as like, oh, okay, so they have this, this, and this, and they do this well, and they also kind of, you know, they look good in this aspect. But how haven't they won these games? And it's just going to look bad because – we're dropping games to Virginia Tech, nearly losing, even some of the wins, like nearly losing to Louisville, barely beating Notre Dame on a terrible shooting night. And I mentioned like, yeah, these are, you know, gritty wins where it's like, we're not playing that well that night and we still plot a win. That's a good sign, but it hasn't translated to playing better and then beating better teams. I want those, you know, Bad wins, there's no such thing as a bad win, I know that, but I want those ugly-looking wins to translate to these 
impressive, these blowout wins, these shoot 50% from the field and 45% from three wins. I want those kind of wins because if you can win ugly, that's great. But there's always something about the eye test. And like, if you can just destroy a team, if you can control the game from start to finish, that's another big piece. That's something else that the committee's going to look at and say, like, I, okay, they can do this well, but we haven't really had that this year. We had the Virginia game a few weeks ago, but that was January 6th. That's nearly a month ago at this point. It's January well, 22nd, not nearly a month ago, but whatever. That's what I mean. The Virginia game, even the Notre Dame game, we didn't. Like, ah. I don't know. It's not looking too good. I'm definitely worried. <laughs> if you asked me a week ago, I <clears throat> I wouldn't have been as worried, I think. Because, you know, beat Louisville, yeah. Beat Wake Forest. Lost to North Carolina. In a somewhat close game until the end. Um, I wasn't too worried then. Now I'm definitely getting more worried. Just because it's like... I don't know. It's either it's either an ugly looking game that you win in the end and you pull away in the end and you kind of come out of nowhere to steal the win or it's like you don't have any life. You can't get a lead. You can't hold on to a lead for most of the game, if not all the game. And then you just kind of roll over towards the end and lose. And it just you don't look good the entire time. I'm still waiting on just, you know, a statement. 20 point win just crush a team win everybody's on the same page everyone's shooting well everyone's playing together free flowing and whatnot win and it's not there this virginia game i don't you know you don't i don't know this virginia game might have to be that game because going up to syracuse where i believe they're undefeated at home it's gonna be tough that's gonna be another very tough game that I don't know. I, I I I really don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be brutal. It's gonna be bad. Virginia right now, just a quick look ahead, just standings wise, they're thirteen and five, four and three in uh the conference. So they're pretty much the same. They have one more conference loss, but then if they beat us on Wednesday, then they'll probably jump us in the standings and then we'll drop a ton of spots. We're holding on to to the second spot right now because we had a phenomenal start, five and one start, five and two could quickly turn to five and three could quickly go to five and four because you got the Virginia game at Virginia at Syracuse could very quickly be five and four. And next thing you know, we're middle of the pack, if not lower end. So I don't know. I'm very worried. I'm not going to get, you know, too doom and gloom because there still is a chance like I, I i laid out the plan i laid out the game plan when i'm saying you got to win at least two of the four big games that i mentioned uh wake forest clemson north carolina duke you got to win two of those four and then you got to put up some impressive wins in the acc tournament even then just put up some impressive win, impressive wins um uh the rest of the year but it's gonna need to take near perfect basketball the rest of the way to get into the tournament I don't know it's gonna be tough but real quick before take before I take a little break here and talk about the the women's team that struggled against Miami last Thursday Thursday I think Thursday 
pretty sure last Thursday. Sure. Uh, before I talk about that, the women's team lost against Miami. I'm not as worried about them, so they're okay. They're still top 10. They're still fine. But going into the new rankings that dropped today, recording this on Monday the 22nd, you'll be listening uh, January 23rd. But like I said earlier, North Carolina has jumped up to three. Houston jumped up to four. Tennessee up to five. Uh, Kentucky jumped two spots up to six. UConn still number one, Purdue still second, but then Kansas dropped four spots. Duke dropped five spots, and Baylor dropped six. But they, I mean, they still not as bad as Memphis, who dropped nine spots in the top 25. That is brutal. TCU completely fell out of the top 25, and Ole Miss completely fell out of the top 25 as well. NC State uh, only got one vote. <laughs> uh, one vote to be in the top 25. Honestly, I appreciate the one vote. Was it deserved? Probably not, but eh, I'll take it anyway. Uh, Duke did lose to Pitt. That's why they dropped to 12, but I imagine that they'll be okay. They got Louisville coming up, and then they got a game against Clemson this Saturday. And then... Uh, our first game of Duke, North Carolina will be February 3rd. That'll be fun to watch. That's on ESPN. I don't know why. I know they always play. Obviously, they play twice a year, but it's like, I feel like they play all the time. I have no idea why. I feel like they play every week. I don't know why. I feel like it's it's probably because whenever they uh, are on, they're always on ESPN, and ESPN always just markets it as much as possible they it's probably their most uh watched and most you know <laughs> pushed most marketed uh ncaa basketball game they have in the regular season year after year i'm actually very confident in saying that it is so i guess that's probably why but you know some movement in the top 25 no movement in the top two and for the most part it's the same teams the only one only two teams dropped out, like I said, TCU and Ole Miss. Going to step away for a moment. When we come back, going to get into some women's basketball and the new winningest coach in basketball history. Okay, welcome back in. Believe in the Wolfpack with your host, Luke Nichols. Happy to rejoin you. Going to talk about some of the women's Wolfpack. Their last two games, game against Miami and then the game against Duke, the top 25 standings. Real quick, I'm going to get into the story. I just ordered this uh, very nice Wolfpack hat that I keep looking at the brim in the picture, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I ordered this on Fanatics uh, a few weeks ago. Because, you know, I was looking around, seeing if there's any new stuff. And I was like, wow, I feel like I have not seen this before. I guess I didn't scroll down far enough because I like the little white thing right here. The little little string across. And it's just very comfortable. It's got that nice, like, mesh stuff in the back. It's comfortable. Um, order it. Real excited. Got a good deal. Got some money off. Free shipping. Uh, get my package. Open it up. Boom, bam. Let's go. New hat. Just kidding. Not this hat. It was a child size FC Barcelona hat. I, uh, I couldn't tell you how the two got mixed up. It wasn't even the same red. I, it was like a maroon and also a, a soccer, European soccer league team hat. I have no idea how it got mixed up. 
I reached out to two different Fanatics supports, and they both kind of responded. One responded earlier, another responded later. So I just kind of went through the process with both of them. And I thought I was going to get two of these, but there was only one left in stock. So I guess I kind of solved that issue, or they solved that issue by only having one left. But I I, opened it up, could not have been more confused. For a second, I doubted myself, like, did I order this instead? And then I thought to myself, how would I have ordered this instead of an NC State? There is no chance I would have messed this up. It was ridiculous and kind of surprising, but unsurprising at the same time, because I've seen a ton of wrong orders from Fanatics, jerseys that are all discombobulated. They don't have the right numbers on them. They don't have the right names on them. The numbers are really small. The name isn't even on there. Uh, I saw somebody order a uh, custom. It was someone tweeted about it. It was some custom NFL jersey. And, you know, it's supposed to be custom with custom number, custom name on the back. And instead, it just had nothing. It was the team's color. It might have been like a Dolphins jersey. It was just the team's color as the jersey, and that's it. It's just It was just the color of the jersey. No name, no number, not even like things on the shoulders, not even like the, you know, how it says the name of the team right on the chest. Nothing. It's just the color. Just the teal color, I'll say, since I think it was the Dolphins. Ridiculous. Not a fan of Fanatics. Um, don't send me a Barcelona hat next time. Maybe you should send me an extra you know, NC State or something that says Wolfpack on it as a makeup. That seems fair to me. But back to basketball, the women's team lost 73 to 59 last Thursday to Miami in what was a terrible shooting performance. The only thing that kept them in this game and looking at it probably should have been, you know, an even more lopsided game was the free throws. NC State was 17 of 19 from the line, which was fantastic. That's great. (laughs) But then when you shoot 28% from the field and then 26% from three, six for 23 from three, kind of makes sense. It's a 14-point loss, mostly because Miami had two players with 18 points in their starting lineup. Roberts and Day Wilson both had 18. And as a team, they shot 53% from the field and then 44% uh, from three. They only took eight free throws and made five of them. So, (laughs) like I said, the free throws for the Wolfpack really making this one uh, look better than even what it was. Wow, I mean, yeah, not great. 73 to 59. Even then, it was somewhat close most of the time. They, you know, fell behind early and could never really catch up. Had a decent third quarter, but nobody could score in that third quarter. So it's like, I, I don't know. Bad game, bad game. We'll move past it for now since they did make up for it um, by nearly putting up the same score, just, you know, vice versa, beating Duke 72 to 57 and Isaiah James with a monster game 33 points 12 of 20 from the field and three of six from deep these are the shooting numbers that I prefer 45 percent from the field 33 percent from three which we can still improve four for 12 from three so you know you're not jacking threes the entire time 
and then still 18 of 23 from the free throw line. So still getting to the line and knocking them down. Mimi Collins went 6-for-8 from the stripe. She had 16 points in the game. And Isaiah James went 6-of-7 from the free throw line. Not bad. A very good bounce-back game. A much-needed bounce-back game as well. So they are now 16-2, and 4-2 in the conference. Syracuse currently is first in the ACC at 16-2, and and they're 6-1. and in conference play. I don't know if we play Syracuse. Oh, we play Syracuse second to last game of the year. They are 22nd. So still uh, the next ranked game for the Wolfpack is against number 20, North Carolina. That's February 1st. But the next game in general will be the 25th. That I believe is this Thursday, if I can correctly. Yeah, this Thursday against Clemson at Clemson and Clemson is eight and 11 and one and six in conference. Hopefully (laughs) that can be a game to really spark another winning streak. You know, you got the Duke win and then beat Clemson and then just never lose again. Easy enough. (laughs) Very easy. Um, But no, it is good being top 10 and already having very impressive wins against Florida State, Colorado, and obviously UConn. That UConn, oh my god, the UConn game was great. That really set the tone for the year. Um, but having those wins is why I'm not worried about uh, the women's Wolfpack team at all because they're going to be in the tournament. They're going to be a top seed in the tournament. I mean, they're a very good team. They are a very good team. They're most likely going to be top 10 the rest of the way. I mean, barring a historical collapse <laughs> there will be a top team the rest of the way oh they're seventh in the top 25 i can't read my bad thought it was sixth um actually i was looking at stanford because stanford will gets them in a minute but some more movement actually decent amount of movement ucla is a uh, back up to three they actually jumped colorado who remains third in the top 25 so UCLA second, South Carolina still first, and they received every first place vote. It's hard to argue with 17-0 and Dawn Staley. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> Kansas State is fourth. They jumped four spots, which is impressive, but also because Iowa lost to Ohio State this week. Caitlin Clark fell to Ohio State, and then Ohio State jumped six spots. They are now 12th in the country. Um, I love Caitlin Clark. She's awesome. She is the face of women's basketball right now, without a doubt. But I got to say, as long as she's okay, that, you know, little video at the end when she runs into the fan, I'm not, I don't know. Like, I'm not blaming the fan. I'm not going to blame Ohio State for storming the floor. Caitlin Clark and her just kind of ran right into each other, and it just looks, you know, it just. I don't know. I don't think it should be a story. I don't think people should be claiming, oh, she, what's that fan doing? This is why we shouldn't storm the floor. Now, if she suffered a major injury, all right, maybe this is an entirely different story, but I, I'm pretty sure she's okay. And I just think it's, you know, people get bored and just look for stories anywhere. But some other teams, uh, Stanford, they jumped up two spots. They're six, like I said, and Tara Vanderveer. The new winningest coach in college basketball history has 1,203 wins in her 38th 
season with Stanford. She passed Coach K for most wins all time. And right behind the both of them is actually uh, Gino up at UConn. Gino, I always get his last name wrong. I wrote it down. Gino Ariema. Gio Ariema. I'm like 90% sure that's how you pronounce it. But he has 1,196 wins. He's only seven behind Vanderveer and six behind Coach K. So he will most likely move into that two spot. Coach K will go back down the third. Um, And who knows if Vanderveer starts to struggle a bit. And Gino, I could see. I know sticking around forever <laughs> it might just be them two just battling for forever on who controls the top spot who controls the second spot <laughs> it would be, it'd be pretty funny but watch out for dawn staley she's got a lot of time uh you never know maybe she just stays with south carolina forever and wins a million games because i mean 17 to know they're nearly unbeatable which is Still just crazy and impressive to me. Um, But like I said, the women's Wolfpack team, much less worried about them and their tournament chances. Uh, Already kind of went through their upcoming schedule. And they still have a tough schedule coming up. They still have North Carolina, Louisville, and Virginia Tech all in a row. I think I went over this before, but I'm going to again. Um, That's February 1st, 5th, and 8th. That's those are all top 25 teams already lost to Virginia Tech earlier, but this time it'll be a home game against Virginia Tech, who is now, is that a 19? Yeah, 19th in the country, so hopefully get a little get back there. Notre Dame, their 15th, North Carolina again, and then Syracuse at 22nd in the country. That will be February 29th. So there's still a good amount of tough games left to where we could falter a bit, but like I said, most likely going to win more of those games than you're going to lose. Like, if they lose two more games this year against some of these top opponents, again, I'm still not going to be that worried because you have the earlier wins this year. And that Florida State win is looking better and better. Um, the UConn win is looking – I mean, Colorado, too. Like, all of the wins are only going to look better. That happened earlier in the year. You're going to be a top seed. It's going to be a fun time in the tournament for NC State. But maybe not for the NC State men's team because <laughs> they got to pick it up. Like I said earlier, they got to just be perfect, nearly perfect the rest of the way. But that will conclude another episode of Believe in the Wolfpack. I will be very nervous watching the next game. <laughs> so <laughs> I imagine you'll all feel the same. Let's just hope that in the next one, It'll be maybe a little more of a refreshing feeling, a reassuring feeling. But until then, I'll see you next time.